Finding life a bit complex, confusing, aware that your old situations aren't working? Why not ask Pam and Marilyn? This is The Irreverent Therapist, and we're here to add some clarity, humor, and a bit of what might be considered blasphemy to your day. If you would like to ask us a question, please call us in the U.S., 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Irreverent Therapist. I'm Pam Hodling, usual part in crime, Marilyn Bradford, is not able to be on today, but I was um, so glad to invite a friend, friend Brett Ruscha, Brett Ruscha, <laughs> on today. <laughs> Sorry yeah. for violating your name. Oh, that's um, okay. Don't worry about it. Actually, there's only <laughs> been ever two people ever who have gotten it right on the first try. <laughs> well, and you know, my last name is because it's hope and very few people actually ever say it that way. So Yeah, I know. I'm I'm lucky I got to hear um one of your amazing um facilitating the earth telecalls. Um <laughs> so I got to hear you say your name, so I've got it. Pam Hodling. <laughs> Yay. Well let me tell everybody what we're talking about today. So um our topic today is what if you got rid of Sirius? And, and you know, we're actually talking taught that life's very serious and you have to grow up and, you know, stop all the childish stuff you're doing when in the play from when you're a kid. And so what if the opposite were true? Can you imagine a life where happiness was your default position, where you didn't have to make anything serious or significant? How much freedom might that generate in your life and how much fun could you actually have? So that is what Brett and I are going to be talking about today and do feel free to call in and ask us questions. So Brett, yeah. thank you so much for coming on with me. You are so welcome, Pam. I'm I'm excited to be on. This is so cool. It's like a last minute thing and um it's great. I just got off the other um my other show on A to Zen also talked to the entities with Kara and Brett, where um, where we talk about all sorts of crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we could continue that. Well, we could get crazy on this show too. Yes. But what awesome. I love is when I told you what our topic was of what if you could get rid of Sirius and your reaction to that of like, oh yeah. So you know what. What do you know about not being serious and oh, how yeah. that can change things? Thank you. You know, I've been wanting to do, um, I, I've been an access consciousness um, bars facilitator for a couple of years now. And ever since I found out about access uh, consciousness, which is a lot of the tools that I use come from there. And um, th when I first found out about that, I thought, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. I don't have to be serious anymore with anything I do. <laughs> like So I wanted to create a class called Why So Serious. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, and I had I never got to do it. It never gained any momentum. So I am so glad you've asked me to do this cuz it's actually um it's actually bringing to fruition something I've been wanting to do for a long time. Yeah. So yeah. You. Well, you're welcome and you know, I mean, the people who are listening a lot of people have a lot of things going on in their lives, and stuff is 
up and going on and challenging you, it it can feel really serious. So you might be sitting there going, well, what are they talking about of don't take things so seriously? And um, so I guess what I wanted to start out with is there's a difference between, you know, being aware and acknowledging what is and what's going on and taking it seriously. Like when we when you take it seriously, you make it so heavy and so yeah. important and so vital that from from that kind of space, it's actually very hard to change anything. Um, you know, just as I'm saying those words, Brett, you know, heavy, yeah. you know, <laughs> vital, important. It's like, do you feel like light and easy in your universe? Or, <laughs> or like... <laughs> This heavy stone around your neck, right? Yeah, I know, um, right? <laughs> but that's what we tend to do with things. And, um, you know, there's all kinds of different self-help things that, that talk about this. There's A lot of times in life, there's things that are going on. And what you can do is change the space that you be and where you're functioning from in relation to it. Right. Um, We have, you know, Brett and I have a few more tools in our tool basket than some people usually do that we can bring in to talk about that. But, um, you know, how about is there any time that you've been in a situation where you're taking it very seriously and then didn't or something that most people take seriously and you didn't and how that what that created for you? I have so many stories about that. Oh, my gosh. But the first one I have is. um actually about like an hour and a half ago um <laughs> i was getting ready for for the for the radio show and um my girlfriend georgia who i live with um she she was looking for some food and um and you know she's doing a lot of working too and she didn't really have a an opportunity to go out and get some food so um like we were kind of just like in the stressful situation of like okay how do we get georgia some food and we were kind of just both being like cranky and then i said wait a second can we try something like out of the norm here? And she was like, yeah, sure. And I said, let's just be grateful for this situation we're in. And she was like, okay, cool. And then I was like, okay, cool. And then it was funny because all of that like intense, um, like heavy crushing down energy, it lifted. And then we could do something like ask a question and actually get what was going to work in the situation. So she found she found out from that moment. She's like, "Oh, actually, I can just make a smoothie, no problem." <laughs> right, and it's by taking it out of the seriousness and asking a question, and especially, I love you brought in the gratitude, right? Yeah. Of like, you know, what what do what are we grateful for? You know, let's have gratitude for this situation. Well, I mean. Similar kind of thing. Um, Marilyn and I were going to talk to each other about an hour before the show. And I called her up. She sounds horrible. She has no voice. <laughs> She's like oh, croaking no. and all this. And, you know, it's it's like all the points of view about, hey, we have a show and we need to do the show. And it, it, she hadn't allowed herself to actually ask the question right. of, well, what if we didn't do the show? Right? What if we just canceled it this week? Now, and I ended up being able to recruit you so we didn't have to cancel. <laughs> but it's um, 
there's there's all the all the expectations and the requirements that we put on things like okay we have a radio show that means we need to show up we have to be mm-hmm. responsible for it you know there's all these things that you can run in your head about should 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 and there's no question in there when you're mm-hmm. making it significant and important it just adds that much more to the shoulds right that much yeah. more weight to it all and you can't get enough space to ask a question and think of doing something different. So, mm-hmm. you know, for me, when I was talking to Marilyn, it was like, well, let's just skip it because clearly you can't do this. And then it wasn't until I was interacting with our producer about it, it was like, oh, I could just get somebody else to be on. And how much fun would that be? <laughs> and so, you know, instead of taking the whole thing seriously, I was able to, in about 15 minutes, come up with something something totally different. How appropriate for this specific call. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, and, you know, we're talking about things like food and, you know, being on a radio show. You know, a lot of people who are listening have some other kinds of, you know, maybe you have an alcoholic person who, who's in your family that you're having to deal with all the time or, you know, you've come from a childhood of abuse. There's all kinds of things that people have on their plate to be handling. Um, and if you actually bring some of these tools we're, t- we're going to be talking about to bear on it, it can create so much more ease for anything that you are handling. So Yeah, totally. So let's talk about how do you how do you not take something seriously when you have been? Right? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably probably the best tool to use, well to to start to use that I use a lot. It's um it's actually this tool from Access Consciousness. Um um, that is called interesting point of view. I have this point of view. <laughs> and yeah. It's, yeah, it's very simple. It's about as long as the description of it can be about as long. Well, the tool is as long as the tool sounds. Interesting point of view. I have this point of view. Um, so what you want to do is um, just get something that you've been taken really seriously and just bring it up. Yeah, there it is. Very easy to do. <laughs> And then you just um, look at it, be with that energy, and go, interesting point of view, I have this point of view. Interesting point of view, I have this point of view. Interesting point of view, I have this point of view. Interesting point of view, I have this point of view. Interesting point of view, I have this point of view. So now look at look at it again, and has it has it lightened up at all? Well, I can tell you, I had like a smile as you were doing that. You had a what? I didn't hear that. <laughs> oh, um, I had a smile on my face as you started saying, interesting point of view, I have this point of view. Interesting point of view, I have this point of view. Yeah. Me too. And what if you yeah. could sm- follow the smiles in your life instead of justifying the frowns? <laughs> yeah. Well, and our producer, she just said, I don't know, saying, um, you know, this is back to the whole radio show thing. If I had taken it really seriously about the radio show and Marilyn and, you know, because Marilyn's been a host of a radio shows, multiple radio shows before. So she's an mm. old hand at this. This is <laughs> new for me, right? I could have taken it like, oh, 
my gosh, what if I have to do the show by myself? And, <laughs> or what if we don't have the show and I'm letting people down? You know, like, oh, right? Yeah. But if from that space, I would have had the space to even think of asking you to be on, right? Yeah. So it's, you know, you talked about interesting point of view. So say I picked up in, in that kind of, you know, luckily I've used access tools enough. I didn't even go to that kind of space. Yeah. It's like, okay, what else can we create here? Um, exactly, but if I yeah. had, you know, then what I can do is, okay, interesting point of view. I have the point of view that this is so important. Interesting point of view. I have the point of view that I can't do this on my own or, you know, whatever the thought, the, you know, the belief, the point of view was that was coming up for me. I just, interesting point of view. I have this point of view. And what's really neat about that tool, Brett, is also you can use other people and their choices, right? So Mm -hmm. say, you know, say you had chosen to start looking at the whole food thing from gratitude and your girlfriend didn't. Say she stayed in a whole funk about it, Mm -hmm. right? Interesting point of view. She has that point of view. Um, And you just like saying that in your head. You're not going to someone's interesting point of view. You have that point of view. (laughs) It's not interesting point of view, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, that that would not be really, truly be an interesting point of view. Um, You know, but because we're surrounded by people who make choices and who have points of view, and using this tool can give you a little bit of space from it, right? Oh, my God, yeah. A lot of space. (laughs) Yeah. And so, Brett, last week we were talking about, um, you know, who's the expert because so often, especially with mental health stuff, which, you know, Marilyn and I both have a lot of experience with, you know, people giving up their awareness to go to an expert and be told what's, what to do and what's going to fix them, right? Yeah. So, you know, kind of kind of jumping off of that, say you're <laughs> going to a doctor or a therapist or whoever you want to consult with. Maybe you're in business and you're going to do a new accountant and see if you'd like them to be your accountant. You know, whatever they're talking about and telling you is just an interesting point of view. It's their point of view about you and your business or your situation or your health, whatever it is. And it is just their point of view. Now, maybe their point of view comes out of many years of studying and all of that, but you and your awareness, um, you uh, instead of you know putting down your awareness and just listening to their point of view, you can use this tool. Interesting point of view. They have this point of view, and what's my awareness? What do I know? Um, is true yeah. for me. So just uh, relate that to last week a little bit. Yeah, brilliant. And I know we have a break coming up right now, but um, um, I would love to tell a story about experts when um, when we come back. When we come back. Oh, yeah. that would be great. Yeah. The grip of addiction can feel overwhelming, confusing, and even shameful. Questions such as, why can't I control this, and why would my friend choose this, often seem unanswerable. Right Recovery for You is a new book offering, a radically different approach to gaining freedom from any addictive or compulsive behavior. What would your life look like without addiction? 
you ready to choose for you beyond what you thought or have been told what was possible? Through providing accurate information and proven tools and techniques, Right Recovery for You gets to the core of what creates addictive behavior so that any individual can come to a place of true choice. Right Recovery for You is available on www.accessconsciousness.com and on Amazon. Are there problems in your life you have decided cannot change? What if there's more possible for you than you ever imagined? Pam Hodling has facilitated hundreds of people around the world in moving into a life beyond stress and problems using the simple, easy, and effective tools of access consciousness. Are you ready to work with a facilitator who can empower you to access the energy, awareness, and consciousness you truly be to create the life of ease, expansiveness, and joy you know is possible? Contact Pam at www.pamhodling.com. That's www.pamhodling.com to learn more about workshops, teleclasses, and private sessions. Okay, and welcome back, everybody. We're talking about right. what if you got rid of Sirius. And I'm Pam Hodling, and my guest is Brett Ruscha. So, Brett, you were going to tell us a story. I was, yeah. First, I'd like to say, it's funny, earlier today, um, I saw somebody had posted on, um, one of the people I'm connected to on Facebook posted um, that they looked up the word PERT, P-E-R-T, which if you put E-X before it, it's expert, and um, that it means um, open, evident, apert, lively, brisk, sprightly, and smart, incuriously free, or presuming, saucy, bold, impertinent. And so when you take the X and you put it in front of that word, it means it literally means being taken out of lively, brisk, sprightly, and smart. <laughs> <laughs> I now, love that. that. We should have yeah. had you on our show last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like, doesn't that explain all the experts in your life? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, I just think it's so funny that you're having um, me on this show because, um, you know, you, you're the irreverent therapist and I'm somebody who was going, actually, before finding Access Consciousness, I was going down a road where I would have needed a therapist <laughs> or, some kind of, or some kind of, you know, mental health person. <laughs> right, right. Well, do you want to talk some about that? Yeah, totally. Well, I actually had um I actually had a whole lot going on in my life in terms of um in terms of gosh, I was just so confused and muddled and basically I was way more psychic and aware than I was willing to acknowledge. Um so basically I was swimming I was making myself wrong for pretty much everything. And once I found those tools of access consciousness, I saw that maybe there is something right about me that I'm not getting. <laughs> So yeah, I began yeah. to actually unlock all those places of confusion, all those places of having any kind of like mental illness or mental whatever, and actually going into a place of being empowered and being the, the bright, radiant being that, that I truly could be. <laughs> right. Well, and that that what most people would have been looking at you and saying this is a mental diagnosis problem is actually an amazing capacity that you have. 
mm-hmm. and that when you're willing to when you're willing to acknowledge that and use it, you can expand your life with it. Whereas you know if you're stuck in the seriousness of it, <laughs> you really can't. It's um, I know it's funny. I, if I hadn't had found the tools of access consciousness. I totally would have become wouldn't end up becoming schizophrenic somewhere down the line. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. <laughs> but luckily I don't have to do that and now I'm on the show about a reverent therapist. <laughs> How's it getting better <laughs> than that? Well, and you know, one of the things that you talked about just a few minutes ago that you started, you know, looking at when you were introduce the tools of access is um you know what's right about this right it's like mm-hmm. um what we use is what's right about this i'm not getting and so whatever is going on you can you know what's right about this what works about this you know what what's in here if i'm not going to that the seriousness of it and the um you know the importance of it and another thing that makes me think of too is the it's a whole way that people do try to choose choose right, right? There's the mm-hmm. right choice and the wrong choice. There's the right way of doing it and the wrong way. Cuz um I you know, I think part of where we get into the serious thing is that if I if I choose wrong, that's going to be a real problem and be really serious rather oh, yeah. than Yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh yeah, I was going to say that like that's that's um we're mostly when we go into that making the right choice and wrong choice. A lot of the times, it's like we've been. There have been times where we were kids where we were just so happy and joyous, and somebody goes to us and goes, "That's not funny," or like, "This is serious." <laughs> and from that point on, we can start to like start to be like, "Oh, this isn't funny. This is actually serious because so and so told me this and delivered so much force at me when I was just yeah. having fun." Yeah. Well, and what you do in that moment where they're like, this is serious, you need to really straighten up here, is you start cutting off parts of yourself, right? The part of yourself was having fun with whatever that was. Right. You know, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm like trying to come up with an example to, so it's not. I totally have some examples here. (laughs) Okay, go for it. Um, Yeah, like. I, I can't tell you how many times that um, I'll be laughing and having a good time, especially, gosh, I was watching uh, TV with, with um, my girlfriend Georgia and her mom when her mom was in town. And there was like just such a, um, on the, the program we were watching, there was such like a traumatic moment. But like the way that, that it was edited on the on the, the movie was just so funny to me. And I was just laughing out loud. And Georgia's mom turns to me and she goes, that's not funny. <laughs> and it's funny because people don't tell you like, well, like, I wonder what would be different if we were in those like, quote unquote, serious situations and our parents or the people we were around were like, you know, it's actually not going to be appropriate to, to laugh at this or to, or to outwardly express this is funny because other people like might get upset. Instead, it's mostly like, there's mostly like you're made wrong for laughing. Like how dare right. you? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, because what a different message would that be to give kids of rather than, hey, this is serious, be quiet, or you need to straighten up, of like acknowledging that, yeah, you can have your point of view. This is fun for you. This is funny for you. Um, And 
there's certain kind of context you need to be aware of the people around you and mm-hmm. you know and and take into consideration too different than making you wrong wrong for exactly. how you feel or what you're enjoying so yeah. um it's funny uh, one of the producers i see here in the chat room said um she says laughing at funerals i do that a lot lol <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny, because um, I totally... Oh, it's Christine, by the way. She said we can say her name. <laughs> Christine, okay, who actually has an amazing... Yes, the producer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christine, who's uh, who has the show coming up right after this, if you're listening live. Um, if you keep on listening, her show's going to be right after it. It's going to be friggin' awesome. <laughs> cool. Yeah. But, um, I've, I've never... Like, death is one of the areas that people take more seriously than anything. And I have never been... I, like when people die, I've never been sad, and I always thought that that was such a tremendous wrongness. I would yeah. go, "What's wrong with me that I'm not sad that you know this person died?" And it wasn't until later that I started doing this. Um, what what I do talk talk to the entities that I realized that I've actually haven't been sad because I know that they're not gone. Right, you, you're still connected with them and able to communicate with them. Yeah, exactly. And or the other side of it too is that I had the sense that they were a lot happier that they didn't have a body anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's you know when my mom died. I don't know, like twenty years ago now. But mm-hmm. I still remember. Um, it was one of the most beautiful, amazing experiences of my life, and. I've, but I also felt like there was very few people I could tell that to. Uh, you know, she had cancer and she was in the hospital. <laughs> like, you know, if you looked at the the surface of it, it was like this horrendous kind of stuff going on. But I knew she was ready to go and yeah. that this was her time. And, um, you know, and I grieved and I, you know, had sadness and things like that. But, but there, to me, there was no wrongness to it. It wasn't, mm-hmm. oh, there's this terrible thing and how awful that she died too young. You know, I'm putting like air quotes around too young because, <laughs> you know, what's too young? It's, it's like she had a life she wanted to have and she died when she was ready to die. And, yeah. um, you know, so, so there was, so one, the whole experience of being present for her choosing that was just incredible. Um, but, you know, everybody then comes into town, right, for for mm-hmm. the memorial service and everything. And my cousins and my brother and my sister, we were all around, and we were just laughing and laughing. And, you know, we looked at each other. It's like, it's so weird to, like, have this thing that, on the one hand, is this sadness of my mom dying, but on the other hand, we're all together and in each other. And, wow. you know, if you if you have that point of view of you have to fit your response into a box where right? the grief is this and it has to look this way and it's very serious and, you know, people dying is very serious, there's no space for something different right, and something exactly. more. You know, if you're willing to have it be whatever it is, then you can have those moments of total joy and and the moments of sadness and grief and everything in between. Right. And then so, when you don't make it serious and significant, then you get to enjoy when you're when you're doing sadness or enjoy when you're doing grief and then you get to change it whenever you want. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, I think that's the main thing. It's like when when you take things and make them very serious, there's no room to maneuver. There's no ease mm-hmm. of change and yeah. of choosing something different and choosing again. It's like you're locked into a box with it by the seriousness and the importance of it. Oh. And you can... <laughs> You know, you can acknowledge, you know, yeah, somebody dying, that's huge change, change for mm-hmm. everybody. And you can acknowledge that without putting it in the box of this is very serious and grief is very serious, uh, you know, and and then you're stuck in it. So, um, you know, but again, I know, <laughs> it's going all kinds of places. But yeah. we were talking before, right, about this I'm not getting. So like mm-hmm. when my mom died, I didn't have that tool then. But what I was aware of is my mom's death was actually a tremendous gift to me. It's like all kinds of things changed for me. She died. Um, relationships with family members and um, you know, it's like everywhere that I've been trying to be who she wanted me to be instead of choosing to be just who I am. Um mm-hmm. You know, it's like her death opened up all kinds of doors, not meaning in any way that she was like some, you know, really strict controlling mother. But, you know, you just are aware of, I was aware of her and her points of view and things like that. So by being willing to have that whole process be whatever it is, then also get the gift from it, the the change that was possible to create in my life from it. Wow, that's a that's a very different point of view, and that's amazing. Wow, thanks for thanks yeah. for sharing that. So uh, I think we have a break coming up. Yeah, so. I love the music for this show. <laughs> the grip of addiction can feel overwhelming, confusing, and even shameful. Questions such as, why can't I control this, and why would my friend choose this, often seem unanswerable. Write Recovery for You is a new book offering, a radically different approach to gaining freedom from any addictive or compulsive behavior. What would your life look like without addiction? Are you ready to choose for you, beyond what you thought or have been told what was possible? Through providing accurate information and proven tools and techniques, Right Recovery for You gets to the core of what creates addictive behavior so that any individual can come to a place of true choice. Right Recovery for You is available on www.accessconsciousness.com and on Amazon. Are there problems in your life you have decided cannot change? What if there's more possible for you than you ever imagined? Pam Hodling has facilitated hundreds of people around the world in moving into a life beyond stress and problems using the simple, easy, and effective tools of access consciousness. Are you ready to work with a facilitator who can empower you to access the energy, awareness, and consciousness you truly be to create the life of ease, expansiveness, and joy you know is possible? Contact Pam at www.pamhodling.com. That's www.pamhodling.com to learn more about workshops, teleclasses, and private sessions. Okay, so 
So welcome back to The Irreverent Therapist, where we're talking today about what if you got rid of Sirius. So uh, we have with us today Brett Ruscha, and I'm Pam Hodling. And, yay! Uh, yay! <laughs> uh, so I wanted to talk about Choice Creates. Because, you know, oh, a couple yeah. of breaks ago, you know, we are talking about what you choose. And um, so when, you, when you're willing to function from this space we're talking about where you, it's, it's an interesting point of view, that I have this point of view. You know, I'm asking questions. I'm looking at what's right about this that I'm not getting. All those kinds of tools allows you to create more space around whatever it is that's going on and you know we again so much we're taught to there's a right choice and a wrong choice and you've got to pick the right choice and all you know the schools teach you that and all kinds of things but from there it's like you only have one choice right you can choose right or you can choose wrong and and, one of the things that brett and i are both really familiar with is it's the it's what creates in your life and um and if you are willing to have your choice be just for this 10 seconds like okay i chose this is that working for me? not working for me i can choose again i can choose again i can choose again and that's something when you're taking it really seriously it's very hard to actually you know see like oh yeah i, I have a lot of choices here not just one so um yeah anyway. yeah exactly and <clears throat> There's actually this question that I've been um, playing with today, actually. It's um, been using, and you can play with it too if you'd like. And it's asking, like, if this was the la- if this was my last day on Earth, what would I choose? That's a great one. Because it's like, from that place, it's like, what if you could actually choose the things that you want to choose and that actually work for you? Because I find, like, a lot of the times when I'm reacting in situations it's not the choice that I'd actually really like to make. And it's just like running on autopilot that I make those choices that don't really work for me. And so it's like, what if you could just, if you find yourself in one of those places where you're taking something seriously or you're reacting to somebody or something, you just take a step back and go, okay, so if I were truly being me here, what would I actually choose? I love that. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, and that makes me think of, I was just actually in Venice. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Got back last night, which on its own was really awesome. Um, and, you know, but I was, I got there and I was really surprised to find that actually, um, really you have to have a lot of cash with you. You know, I was planning to use my American Express card um, a lot of places and, so found no a lot of little restaurants and things that's not going to work. I need cash, and um, so I was already kind of in a oh I need to like move my money from here to there so I have more cash available and I could get some euros and things like that. And and then I found out something that you know I was expecting to be one amount. Someone else was expecting to be more that I would be paying, and it threw me into what we call beyond. Right? <laughs> this moment of like what. You know, this is so over the top of what I was expecting. And um, luckily, I have all these wonderful access tools, so it did not last very long. Um, (laughs) But I did, you know, I I reacted 
right? I, I reacted to mm-hmm. it and I was taking it seriously like, oh, this is a, it's a problem and, you know, what am I going to do about this and stuff like that. You know, within a little while, I was doing what we're talking about, interesting point of view, I have this point of view, and, you know, asking questions. And I realized, like, oh, I just had a little bit of a beyond, and I was like, do I actually have any point of view about this? And I was like, no, it you know, doesn't matter to me if I pay this or I pay that. It's not a problem. But in that moment, it made it very serious. When I was willing to go, well, there is no serious, serious, they're just, what is this and what am I creating and what do I want to choose? I was like, oh, I want to choose to be having fun and not have this be any kind of problem. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and I was able to totally shift that space um, from ah to cool, I'm totally fine with this. And, uh, you know, so that's what we're talking about here is when when you don't take things so seriously or even when you do, you can choose again in 10 seconds and go, oh, I was kind of going into that serious, significant space. And what if I choose something different? Yeah. And, yeah. Pam, I have a question for you. Yeah. I was wondering what 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 do you say? This is something that kind of that that I've been kind of like dealing with on and off for a while. Like, how do you like how would you deal with somebody who who you know would respond to um, a lack of seriousness with like, oh, you haven't had the life that I've had. You haven't gone through what I've gone through. Like. Life should be serious. Why should I? Why should I listen to you because you don't seem to have the serious life that I've had? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, the the actually the first thing that comes to me is to say you're right because if they have the point of view that their life has been so hard that there's no way that there's room for anything but the seriousness of it, you're probably not going to say find anything to say that's going to change that right oh. so, so you mean you i know, don't so have to make myself wrong you don't <laughs> have to make yourself wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no you, you know, like if somebody's saying you know well you don't understand you know you can just say you're right i haven't been through, been through you know um now i would probably add on to that you know it's like but, but, but i guess what i'm getting at what you have to try and convince them that there's a different possibility. Um, if there's, if you're functioning from not taking things so seriously and having a lot of joy and happiness in your life, because really that's what we're talking about. When you're, when you get out of the space of taking it so seriously, you're able to have much more joy in your life, mm-hmm. and things come up and you don't get swamped by them. You're able to just kind of handle it, sort it out do whatever you need to do. Um, so someone might see that and go, I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what mm-hmm. magic you've got going on, but I want some of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Or they might see that and go in total judgment of you if you're not taking life seriously enough. Um, so, you know, again, yeah, you're wow. right. I don't know what you've been through. And, you know, I know a lot of people who've been through some pretty hellacious stuff who, use the tools I use and they're able to have some, you know, so you could always invite them to a different Uh possibility as well. Uh 
I mean, you know, you and I both know some people who've been through stuff no one should ever have to go through. Um, yeah. You know, but then there's also that thing of, okay, so which is more serious? You know, person A's massively abusive childhood or person B's, you know, traumatic this, that, or that, you know, there's no... There's no way to rate that stuff, right? And you can <laughs> have somebody like who's... universal rating system for abuse? <laughs> right. How traumatic has your life and abuse been? Um, no, there isn't. And, you know, you can have someone who goes through horrendous stuff and comes out of it strong and confident and able to function in life. And you can have someone who goes through the very same stuff and who's totally crushed by it. Right. So right. it's like, you know, that's another thing with someone who's saying, well, you haven't been through, been through is like, yeah, you're right. And even if I had, you know, my experience of it and yours might be very different. What I, what I know that works for me. Wow. You, know, you can try it or not. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for that response, Pam, because like I, that's something that I've judged myself for. It's like I've had a I've had a fairly easy life, except for like mm-hmm. the the year and a half that I went through like an illness. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> other than that, yeah. Other than that, yeah. things have been very things have been very easy for me. And I, I you know I actually even you know now that I think of it, even when I went through that illness that almost killed me, like I went through the whole thing with the sense of it not being serious. With always making yeah. light of it, with like making jokes and doing things to entertain myself instead of like moping around. I did plenty of that too, but it was mostly from yeah. like, yeah. I still found ways well, to make that, it you not know, serious. Yeah, I mean, one of my cousins at the age of like thirty had was diagnosed with brain cancer. And, you know, a year later, he was dead. Um, you know, and he had brain surgeries and all kinds of stuff, but he always had this amazing outlook on it all. I mean, because, like, when they do brain surgery, you're awake, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Oh, wow, And yeah. so he'd be, like, joking with the doctors. And, <laughs> you know, one of the things that really struck all the medical people who worked with him was he was always light and expansive and happy and you know it's like sure i have brain cancer and that doesn't mean my life's i this guess that's why it doesn't mean my life's over i mean it was because he died but <laughs> he didn't stop living even though he had cancer right wow. whereas somebody else might get that diagnosis of cancer and stop living the moment even though their body's still alive and they're still alive, they stop living. Um, yeah. So. And then on the know, other hand, I, too. Oh. <laughs> oh no, go ahead. You go. Oh ahead. yeah. On the other hand, too, there are those people who they don't choose to start living until they get that cancer diagnosis. Right, and it like gives them the permission to to choose what they've always wanted to choose. Exactly, and it's it's amazing how something that serious like disease there are things that can be light and fun about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's like whatever it is that's coming up and going on in your life, you you can function from this space of question and choice and possibility and ease and joy with whatever it is, 
or you can be the effect of it and have it knock you down and drag you down and and all of that. And if you say, okay, well, wait, how, how, (laughs) if I'm in that drag down space? Well, these tools that we're talking about and all these tools that we've been telling you all come from access consciousness, it's using those tools that can help you flip from that drag down, I'm at the effect of this space to, hey, I'm living no matter what is going on, and I'm choosing, and I can give joy and different possibilities no matter what's going on. Yeah, and if you're interested in checking out more of those Access Consciousness tools, you can just go to um, accessconsciousness.com, and that's the place where you can get started with all this amazing, amazing, life-changing stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So I think we're coming into a break, yes? Yeah. Break time. Okay, start the music. (laughs) (laughs) The grip of addiction can feel overwhelming, confusing, and even shameful. Questions such as, why can't I control this, and why would my friend choose this, often seem unanswerable. Right Recovery for You is a new book offering, a radically different approach to gaining freedom from any addictive or compulsive behavior. What would your life look like without addiction? Are you ready to choose for you beyond what you thought or have been told what was possible? Through providing accurate information and proven tools and techniques, Right Recovery for You gets to the core of what creates addictive behavior so that any individual can come to a place of true choice. Right Recovery for You is available on www.accessconsciousness.com and on Amazon. Are there problems in your life you have decided cannot change? What if there's more possible for you than you ever imagined? Pam Hodling has facilitated hundreds of people around the world in moving into a life beyond stress and problems using the simple, easy, and effective tools of access consciousness. Are you ready to work with a facilitator who can empower you to access the energy, awareness, and consciousness you truly be to create the life of ease, expansiveness, and joy you know is possible? Contact Pam at www.pamhodling.com. That's www.pamhodling.com to learn more about workshops, teleclasses, and private sessions. All right, and welcome back to you, Reverend Therapist. We've got Brett Ruscha on yes. today, and I'm Pam yes. Holling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I got the name right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, um, Pam, I have a question for you. Okay. I, I know you work with... Um, with the uh, this group of sponsored um, access consciousness facilitators, affectionately called the guinea pigs. Um, yeah. I was wondering, um, what do you do? Because I, I can I can just guess working with with seven different amazing leaders in the world might be something that might be a little difficult and can get kind of serious. So I wanted to ask you what um, what has come up there with you, and what what have you done to to keep it light and fun for you? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, so cool. um, so they're the leaders creating a conscious world is what we're not calling them the guinea pigs. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but we called them the guinea pigs because it was a whole experiment. Um, and yeah, so what I would say is whenever I've gone into taking it seriously, it totally hampers what I'm able to create. And when I've been willing to, okay, so, so to give you a little history about me, I grew up as someone who was very, very like wanting to get everything right. I majored in math because prove it. Like, oh, wow. You can prove it or you can't prove it, but there's no like gray area until you get up into much higher level mathematics. <laughs> and, um, and so, kind of part of my life journey was undoing a lot of that need to get things right and know like to know it's going to work out okay before I choose something so you know kind of get the energy of that right Mm. um have a you know over the time I've done all kinds of different things that allowed me to have more ease with the gray areas and not knowing what's going on and that kind of stuff and then with access you have these amazing tools where you can ask questions and have awareness of what, you know, what am I creating with what I'm choosing? And so when I'm willing to function from that space of asking a lot of questions and, you know, we had no idea what this was going to be that we created with these seven facilitators. And um, and I can tell you everything we thought it might be isn't what we actually <laughs> created at all. It, you know, it's it's created greater. And um, wow. but yeah, if you if you go into the, the oh wow, this is really important, and people are depending on me and that kind of stuff. I mean, in a way, it's like that's so foreign to where I actually function from when it comes to business. It's hard to even talk about it that way. But <laughs> if you know, if I did, you know, if I was in that space, even for a little, it it totally interfered with my capacity to actually create more and greater in working with them. And um, so. Wow. Yeah, it's it's like, cause, you know, if you go like, oh, we're all serious. These are the leaders and we're going to create blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like yeah. there's no fun in that. There's no lightness in that. And there's no ease in that. Where, so what, when, yeah, go ahead. I was going to ask what, so what with, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about lightness and, and ease. And you're saying when you're going to that serious place, it, it hindered what you can create. So how, like... How does um, lightness, fun, joy, having a sense of ease, how does that contribute to what you're creating? Okay. Well, one thing is, I I mean, you know, money follows joy, right? (laughs) So if you're willing to function from the joy of it and the joy of what you're creating, um, first of all, money flows for, because, you know, what we're talking about now has to do with business. Um, Mm-hmm. Money flows are much better when you're willing to function from joy. And, um, okay, so I think of things in terms of ease and energy when it comes to business. It's cool. like, you know, the space that I'm functioning from, the the space of possibility and question, um, when I you know every everything i do has to do with working with energy now so if i'm sitting at my computer doing stuff i'm working energy 
to me, right? That's my mm -hmm. world. It's like this map of energy and how you're moving it and wow. asking it to move and flow. So if I'm creating with other people, like the more that they and I are willing to function from the space of it and questions and working with the energy of things, then what, you know, the the actual physical creation of things goes much easier. You know, say say something like this radio show. If Marilyn and I, because we just started, last week was our first week. You know, Marilyn and I would be like, oh, we're doing this radio show. It's really serious because now we're going to be on the radio. <laughs> you know, the actually creating like our description and our website and, you know, all the things that go into this, it would have been like pulling teeth to mm -hmm. get that all in place. And you definitely wouldn't have had that, that picture that you guys have now. I love that picture. It is hilarious <laughs> and not serious I at am. all. No, <laughs> it is not serious. And, you know, so instead we were both willing to, to be this space of question and possibility and playfulness and joy, right? And so from that, we've been able to create, you know, we put all this stuff together in a few days because we were willing to ask questions and look at the energy of it and go with what was light and easy and fun. And and so when you're when you're functioning from that space, first of all, you can create huge amounts in a short period of time. Mm. Whereas if you're doing the serious thing, it takes a lot of time and effort to create anything in that space. Um, so... If you're willing to use these tools we've been talking about, you know, asking questions, what's right about this I'm not getting, choosing, you know, if I choose this, I don't think we covered that one. We'll do that next week. <laughs> but so you got to you know, come back and listen next week. <laughs> yeah. All these things create the space from which you function very differently with whatever's going on. And, you know, because we've brought up different examples, you know, you and your girlfriend and food and Marilyn and the radio show, all this stuff. When you're willing to not take it seriously, you can have fun even if what's going on is challenging or, mm -hmm. you know, what, it doesn't matter what it is. You're willing to be with it and choose different. So, yeah. wow. anyway, yeah. I think it's time to wrap up. All right. <laughs> We're getting our message. <laughs> but thanks so much for being on, Brett. I really oh, appreciate it. Thank you, Pam. I've had a great time. This has been fun. Thank you so much. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us for The Irreverent Therapist. We hope you had as much fun as we did and that our show has given you some new and different perspectives. If you have any questions, please email us at info at the irreverenttherapist.com. Cheers. See you next week.